Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Inside information on your teams, honest opinion, and the biggest names in sports. It's time, Las Vegas, for the Playmakers. Our number, dose number two... It's all the languages I can remember at this current point in time, but at least remember my name. My name is Lindsey Brown, uh, and across from me is Uncle Tony Cordasco, who's been here with me all week. We truly appreciate you stepping up to the plate, filling in the in the ways that we need you. Is there any memory that sticks out to you that you'll take to uh, the rest of your life and potentially to your grave? Yeah, the scarf, the scarf, and the, the scarf the way fit. You guys, yes, yeah, you guys were just kind of dissing your the brand scarf. new scarf that was literally crispy. fresh off the factory line. The <laughs> elves were knitting it. The, that thing like had no pleats in it, like whatsoever. Your and pleats, your pleats, like creases, oh. sort of. The yeah. blue ones. Never mind. It's okay. okay. It's another thing. Okay. Another error. No, no, no. We're back to another error. I'm just pulling your leg, but hey, not really. I, uh, did you see uh, Boomer Esiason today? I haven't seen him. Haven't he had a chance had, to run into him yet. No. Well, he had quoted mm-hmm. sources. 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 Okay. The sources. The sources. Saying that Aaron Rodgers might sit if he makes it to the Super Bowl. What? He might boycott. <laughs> he might boycott. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> Oh, is that was that a little? I job? probably not. I'm, I'm going to guess that if Aaron Rodgers, who hasn't been back to the Super Bowl since he won it, the only time he's won it in 2011, would say, "You know what? Promised Land. Nah, let's just stop right here. Right here, the tent's good here. Bakhtiari, you fought back to make sure you can, you know, protect me, and I bought everybody nice watches, or maybe it's like a side by side, or I don't know, a lava lamp or something, and now." Now I will say I'm done. I, I doubt that. His pettiness is for the offseason, I think. Oh, man. At least the reserved for, for moves of that nature. When In season, we'll just pick fights with reporters. Now, I just heard a little John, like, yeah, or something like that, right? What was that? Or, whatever that was, a little John. Yeah. The, yeah. I was I just, just drop I was in a little, a... Can I drop in a little John story that just came back? Absolutely. Organically in conversation, by all means, take okay. us that direction. No, So I was at Surrender nightclub, mm-hmm. you know, back punching in the air. day. Okay. Punching air as yep. usual. And one of my friends says, hey, little John's here. Let's go over and see him. He was one of the hosts. What year is Let's this? Let's go over and see him. Uh, circa 2012. 
Okay, so Lil John, I mean, he's still a big deal today, but it's a different time in our life. He had like that crunk juice, I think. Dude, this is two years from the song Shots, which was very popular in my Toyota Scion. Oh, absolutely. I'm Mm -hmm. still punching air to that. Absolutely. He'll do that that on Sunday. Mm LMFAO. Okay, so so we go over to see Lil John. Mm -hmm. Hey, this is Tony Cardassi. We had met before, okay, whatever. Of course. Little John. Did I say little? No, I did it. I said Lil. Lil. I know. Lil? Apostrophe? I'm just not going to talk anymore. So anyway, so little John, like, looks at me, like, we do the fist pumps, because I don't, I still don't shake hands to this day. So I do a little fist pump action, and he goes- Fist pump or bump? Fist bump, I meant to say. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just check it. I I was fist pumping. I I thought I was, I was saying you're wrong Well, I I was, like, hitting myself, so I was concentrating. I just had to make sure that the eye-hand coordination was still there. Mm -hmm. Still there. Okay, so little John, little John- First thing he says is, he's like, he looks at me and he goes, yeah, we got in a fight one time, like a real, like a physical fight. And I was like, that wasn't me, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm over it now. So yeah, let's just have a good time. That's what I said. So you just said, yes, I have fought you. We have had a physical altercation. Would you like to stand closer? A case of mistaken mm-hmm. identity. Can you for smell sure? my breath yet? For sure. Little John. Little John. Little John. <laughs> What? So no, that's uh, my story. It's stupid. It's stupid. Yeah, it wasn't your best story, but it was a story. I'm happy that you brought it to our table. You like the bookie stories better. I I I just like you, Dasco. Whatever you want to bring to the table, I, I I can't say all the things that I bring are are winners either. And so it's it's the thought and the effort that truly he he counts. He thought he fought me. Yeah. We didn't fight. You didn't fight. Someone, that's someone else. I'm glad he didn't punch you. I'm glad we didn't have like anything spiral said, yeah, out yeah, yeah. from it, that. It, it's behind me now. It's behind me. Got it. Well, I'm glad that that is behind you, much like the kicking woes of one Mr. Daniel Carlson. When he was drafted by the Vikings, he was quickly sent out, and then he was found greener pastures here. And so we got to find greener pastures in the footiest of football because we got to send it! It is time! You win and you win, Dasko. That's all we need to talk about, except we've already talked about the race. So we're going to talk about literally everything else. Isn't that fun? I'm so excited. Are you? Can't you tell my face? Hey. Stoicism. Stoicism. Visage, that I had was to do worst. it in the crease, man. Never too so, high, never too low. Yeah, but that was just Can you bad. imagine the week that they're having? I am so excited. Oh, yeah. Okay. I can't believe Hobbs is playing. I don't feel... Yeah. Uh, yeah I yeah, can't yeah. believe he's on this okay. team, though. Go but ahead. Regardless. Just get me triggered. Just get me triggered. I'm not Go looking ahead. to get you triggered, and then, and then I'm trying to Visage, move on with my blasting talk. Blasting Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. So many distractions out there in Las Vegas. Go ahead. Sorry. Life is a distraction. Everything is a distraction. If you're on the Cowboys... Do you put any eggs in the basket that is this Eagles game this weekend? Like, you want to win, obviously. But I think that if the Cowboys lose, that you can plant a pretty big seed of doubt in their heads. But I could be mistaken. What do you think? I just, I rest every, everyone there. You rest everyone? Yeah, why not? Yeah, you can't, you can't. So, pretty much, if you have a everyone playoff thinks, spot yeah. locked up, you rest people. That's that's what That's your chosen path. Well, remember last year on the final day of the season when the Eagles tanked so the Giants couldn't get in? Remember that? Uh, I do remember that. Um, that so who knows? That's not but, for injury, though. That was just to be petty. Just to be petty. Yes. Yeah. But but who knows what teams are, what their motivation's going to be here, right? Right. But I, I think they're but just going to But there's something to be down. said about sometimes like resting your players. I think it really depends on how your team is moving because if you're beat up, if you've been on a good streak – uh, sometimes playing through actually is the better thing to, to, to keep the juices flowing because motion is indeed lotion.
But I suppose it doesn't truly matter in the grand scheme of things. I just think that if you end up losing that game as Dallas and you dropped last week to Arizona and the Eagles have won four straight, you know, a lot of the calculus just adds up to they're running hot and we're running cold. And guess what? We still have to run a, a, a different race entirely in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it's going to be Cooper Rush under center. So already mm-hmm. they're just they're not taking this series. Yeah. They're you touring just with the Jonas out. Brothers. You've it's going to be a great time. <laughs> You've got to get out of this game as healthy as possible mm-hmm. and then just set your sights on the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, some teams have their, their stars at their disposal right now and make that choice. And some teams like the Arizona Cardinals that we just mentioned um, – a few weeks ago, we heard that DeAndre Hopkins was basically going to be sitting out the rest of the regular season. I believe it's an ankle issue that ails him. Uh, those tend to be a little touchy with the receivers with the cutting that they have to do with their routes. Um, but, again, they were thinking probably available for the playoffs, at least they, where he'd be willing to to push himself. And apparently, the same may also be true for one Mr. J.J. Watt, who yeah. uh, suffered a pretty big injury earlier this season and we are very familiar with that sentence but we know what JJ Watt's presence brings to a, a line and what his personality brings to a team as well and he was a big time offseason acquisition for the Arizona Cardinals and remember he played through that shoulder injury before getting it uh, was it broken or was it completely set it was I think he was basically it was, basic, it was Woody's yeah. arm dragging on the floor I mean <laughs> yeah, that's become my metaphor for anybody with a shoulder problem and so just like knowing him as as the the body that he is and the way that he plays and just his arms, I can't imagine how how painful that must have been. But we also know that this is a guy who said years ago, uh, in the summers I go to my cabin in Wisconsin and all I do is just get better because I only have so many years in this league and with this uh, peak performance time. And so you can bet your bottom dollar that he was rehabbing as hard as humanly possible, and that probably is why he is apparently. Might be activated to the 53-man roster. I think that would be a huge boost. Now, it doesn't always mean that it's going to translate to success. Sometimes when you have a piece join late, it actually messes things up. But Kucherov did fine with the Tampa Bay Lightning, so I wouldn't work here. Well, I'm also concerned about Darren Waller, right, for yeah. the Raiders, inactive since Thanksgiving Day, mm-hmm. right? He got hurt against the Cowboys. Right. But that game, I'm telling you, the Cowboys and the Cardinals, I think, is the playoff game that I want to see. Right, because just because they're like one's vibe and one's not, one's America's team, one everybody hate everybody it's in America a battle hates for legitim- them. It's a mm-hmm. battle for legitimacy. Yeah. I think I, I really do. Well, that's I feel like the Cowboys have already anointed themselves by their record and by the way that they've played as legitimate. I think what we're looking at is is this the same type of Philadelphia Eagles narrative that we saw a few seasons ago, where all of a sudden they're the wild card team that could absolutely upset high-octane offenses and, and teams that were quote-unquote destined for deep runs in the playoffs. And so that's why I, I put extra credence on the Cowboys' loss and the Eagles' win and on separate scales, too. Just It's not inevitable that they'll face each other in the playoffs, right? We Or will they? Yeah. yeah, yeah I think so it's, it's two weeks much, in a row. They're I going straight to wild card? Why would it, but, yeah, but if the Cowboys won the division, why would they be playing wild card? Because of the new format that they oh, have. Oh, that's right. Gosh, everything because has changed. Because the Packers get the first round by with so the best record. So much my memory, record, I'm going to have to like okay? rewrite. And then after that, it's a free-for-all. That's why yeah. it's going to be it, – it, it's just wide open. I think more that's so That's true. So now you're, keeping, now you're keeping your, your play cards really close to the best, too, in, in terms of what you're willing to show and what you're willing to, to rely upon because ultimately – that is the most recent tape they're going to be looking at going into that matchup, whoever it is against. 
So it's not just who you're playing this week, it's who you're playing next week, and that might be the same person. Yeah, and they That's just happened want to a get few, more than a few times. Well, and the Cowboys essentially have a bye this week. Yeah, going into technically, the game. technically, technically. Um, Jaguars have no head coach still. They messed up that entire process a year ago. Over a year ago when they brought in Urban Meyer was not the right choice for a multitude of reasons, uh, even though he's a leader and teaches a class on He never knows what's going on below him. But in terms of who they are going to replace him with, apparently everybody with a name and any sort of football experience, especially on the offensive side of the ball, is going to interview for this job. Bill O'Brien set to interview for this job. Don't know if he's the person I would choose, but again, we have to get everybody in. No. Um... Kellen Moore, offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. He is going to be interviewed. I feel like he will be a very hot name. Um, probably won't coach for the Jags if he's uh, a hot we're name. We're missing something here. We are. Uh, minorities? Also, minorities? Yes. Okay. Byron Leftwich okay. will be okay. interviewing the offensive he, coordinator you know for the Buccaneers. He's ready. He's ready. Absolutely. He's yeah. been hanging out with Tom for yeah. a few, for a few seasons. Good. I think he was there before when Jameis was still there. And yeah, that's a good choice. I always like former players as coaches are, are – it's a crapshoot, honestly, because... Better than special teams coaches. Of course, of course. But if you're like a high-end player, it's not always a guarantee that you're going to be able to translate to backup guy on the bench or third-string forward that you need to make sure that she doesn't completely quit and just shut down and not uh, pay attention during drills because eventually that's contagious and that's going to get around. Um, when it comes to backup quarterbacks... I don't think they're, that they have a problem with that because they have to be the people that are kind of taking care of everything else besides what's going on in the game. You have to know where everyone is at. You have to know the plays. You're kind of the catch-all for everyone else. They send in signals, right? Exactly, like, exactly. They do a lot. Exactly. You're part of a lot of different game day operations as a backup quarterback, and then therefore you come into contact with a lot different people that aren't just the players, your your fellow teammates, but in uh, different parts of the organization and stuff. So I think that bodes better for candidates of that nature. Um, but again, it's not a guarantee that, uh, that that former players are going to succeed at the next level. But we got to make sure that we have as many names and, and names that deserve to be there in those interview processes. I mean, Eric Bieniemy, I, I if he doesn't have a head coaching job this year, I, I doubt he says, you know what, I'm going to wait another one. If, if he comes out and says that a month from now, we know that that's not really the answer that he wanted to give. It's just that the process is working out the same way that it always has been because so he needs a job. I don't think it's got nothing to do with him, with his color, the color of his skin mm-hmm. or any of that. He just has a past in an era where we'll cancel right. someone. The easiest way, again, for him to ease into a head coaching position mm-hmm. is be coach and waiting behind Andy Reid. And I feel as though Kansas City would be more accepting of mm-hmm. having him as a head coach. That's just my own personal but opinion. But is he going to – do you think he has the same temperament as Josh McDaniels does? Because he's been doing the same thing behind Bill Belichick. And granted, he left the nest for a very brief period of time with the Denver Broncos. And there was one moment of glory with Tim Tebow there or whatever. But he went back just like how Bill O'Brien – they all go back. But we all know that tomorrow is not guaranteed. We know that more – so now than we ever have before. I think that might push a couple more coaches away from that exact road, although it is probably the most secure one. Because if you're just a new head coaching guy that goes to the Jags, to the Giants, to to whatever bottom feeder, what's the likelihood that you're still there in three seasons from now? Less less than 40% probably. For sure. Because it's how rare it is to, to find the quarterback who takes care of everything or, or the, the the piece that's missing, let alone the coach that it matches up with timing, that matches up with scheme, that gets along with the personalities. Like, 
this stuff isn't a given. Like, hut, hut, hike all at the same time isn't a given. Clearly. We've seen the penalty flags. What about, we're good, we're good. That's yeah, we're totally dog. fine. We are totally <laughs> fine, and we Derek are pumped Hart. up. <laughs> we are so excited. Yes. Oh, here's a name. Keep it Keep it on your radar. Okay. I think he slid into town. Who? Doug Peterson here in Las Vegas. I wouldn't mind Dougie Sources. P. I wouldn't sources. mind Dougie I haven't P. Seen, have you seen that out there yet? I mean, at least somebody. Can, can you credit uh, me? Th- th- you can credit yourself, Dasko. It's it's on one of your many social media accounts. But uh, the visor no, is absolutely that. underrepresented in this league. And the only other person I can think of is uh, uh, Sean Payton. And so we need Dougie P. back in. We need Dougie P. back in this uh, in this league. And speaking of a, of a former player. Seems like he's figured out how to translate his uh, his wants and needs to a successful level in the modern game. Uh, let's run through just a few of these games. And I'll, you just tell me who you think is going to win uh, this weekend. Asco Bengals Browns. Oh, Bengals! You really everybody's basically sitting down. The same thing with Cleveland. Oh, well, that's true. Defense. That's true. Bet the under. Bet Case the under. Keenum, though. Come on, buddy. And they have to go into the off season after that. So you want to send yourself out with a good note. Take the under. See, I kind of like the Browns yeah. on that one. Uh, Lions obviously beat the Packers. Um, Steelers and Ravens doesn't really matter that uh, much. I think the Ravens win. I think the I Ravens think the win. Ravens do too. Off the emotion, you know, yes. of that big game for your guy, Big Ben. Yeah, my guy, Big Ben. <laughs> Have fun in retirement, Big Ben. If I don't hear from you ever again, it would be too soon. I'm trying to find my little sheet here because the Baltimore Ravens are on the bubble. Um. A lot has to happen for them to get yeah, in, though, right? Because they don't even, control their own destiny. The Raiders right. or the Chargers do. Right, exactly. And the, the Raiders would win the tiebreaker. Right. Then, There's a whole beat. matrix that yeah. you can go down just about that. Um, Bills probably sit down a lot of their players right against the Jets. Yes. Do you think that's a problem? Because the Bills are that team that have kind of been – have been flowy, inconsistent, but they've no. been building as of late. No. They, are, they would be a team that I would potentially say, you know what, guys, we might play through because I don't. It's the injury concern, obviously, but the Jets really aren't that crazy of an opponent. No, but you, you, I know you there's still, the risk. No, you still have to just get yourself ready for the playoffs mm-hmm. and the rest at this time of year because everyone's got little bumps and nicks. Sure. So yeah, as much rest as you can get now, it's valuable. Chargers, Raiders. Man, I've been going back and forth. I am so excited for this game. Uh, <laughs> I would have to say, I, I really do think, well, just based on Visaccia's reaction today, I'm going to go Chargers, mm. but I think I would just love to see the Raiders win. It'd be nice. It would be nice. I, I, I'm going to pick the Chargers. Um, I think it's easier to win on the road in big-time situations like this, although Chargers home games tend to feel like that sometimes, too. Uh, there's a lot of chaos in this team as it is every week. And I've actually been very surprised how well they've managed this back half of the season. But I just, unless you have a healthy Josh Jacobs, who's chewing up clock and Derek Carr doesn't turn the ball over and the defense frazzle Justin Herbert to the point where he doesn't feel like he can just throw these, these dimes or dish it off to Austin Eckler in the flat. Like there's so many different paths and easier paths to success for the Chargers than there are the Raiders, especially with how few points they're, they're scoring and all of their games that they've been winning this year have been in overtime or within a couple of points. Yeah. They, for a while, the they Chargers couldn't score more than 17 points in a game. Yeah. They faced the 30th ranked rushing defense. So they need Josh Jacobs and who knows if he's going right. to play, but here's an interesting note. The Raiders could move up if they win 
to be the number six seed. But that's not home field, but we would play no, somebody different. It would be, well, right now, if it were to happen today, mm-hmm. a lot's going to happen here. It would be Cincinnati, I think, on the road. Ooh. And we know how, how poorly Derek Carr plays in the cold. That's yes. been another thing that's helped the Raiders down the stretch. Mm-hmm. You know, Derek Carr hasn't had to lose games outdoors. Oh, he's playing in the wrong conference. Well, they've been playing play the outdoors. last three weeks. You'll have, uh, the last Tennessee three Titans, weeks, they play great. outside. The Kansas City Chiefs, they play outside. The Bengals, yeah. they play outside. The Bills, they well, play outside. The Patriots, real. they play outside. The now Colts do not play outside. Right. And the Chargers, well, they're in California, and they have a. Is it technically an outdoor stadium? I think they it's took out like one wall. Yeah, it's like the accent wall. They're like, we don't need the. They accents say it's here. an out an outside. Yes, uh, venue. Yeah, so the outside factor, a problem because all of these teams besides LA and Indianapolis are all outside and chilly. At this time it's, of year, it's definitely safe. Problematic, the Raiders I'd say, and that's why it's like if the Raiders win. How far do they go after? And granted, that's not reason. That's not good enough reason to say, you know what, let's just not go. But I think the Chargers actually have tread. I I think they could make some noise. I think that they they could absolutely make a run. And I think they're going to be around for for many a year. I just think that this could be your first crack at it. And sometimes you don't know what to be afraid of yet. You can make a deep run. Just ask the Phoenix Suns. How many times in in the last year have you said this is the biggest sports weekend in Las Vegas history? Mm -hmm. I mean, this truly is. With the the billboards keep telling me to belt my buckle. Okay. And to uh, plan uh, accordingly because the stadium event is happening very soon. It's going soon. to be huge. Okay, so Basaccia today in his motivational speech talked about the telescope and the microscope, okay? He did? The telescope is for, is for the big picture, okay? Uh, the forest and the trees metaphor, and, but just with glasses. And, and this week, it's the microscope because they have to He's look a at the task at hand. Yeah. I can't make this up. Mm-mm. I'm just so I'm ready to run through walls right now. Basically, massage. just how much you're talking about. Maybe the reverse psychology is indeed working because you're just stirred up into an absolute tizzy over there. But that's what happens when we talk about the footy. I'm, tel- I'm a telescope kind of guy. I you really are. Am. Apparently, you love yourself a good Hubble just as much as the next person in the next planet that will say is no longer a planet anymore. Pluto, we still recognize you in this studio and we'll recognize some of the tendencies I saw last night and from the Golden Knights and their victory over the Rangers and what they could take into their game against the Blackhawks tomorrow. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You found the Playmakers. Only on 1140 The Bet. Las Vegas.
It was so freaking loud in T-Mobile Arena last night, Dasco. Welcome to the Playmakers. My name is Lindsey Brown. I was at last night's Golden Knights uh, Rangers game. They had the volume cranked all the way up. And they usually have it pretty close to begin with. And obviously, Gallant comes back. Revo comes back. We want to put on a good show. There's a lot of blue shirts in there. Makes a lot of sense. You want to hype everyone up. But man, I picked the wrong day to have uh, one of my earbuds go missing on my headphones. And so I couldn't like fully outmerse myself, you know, instead of immerse myself in the game because I put the headphones in. Because otherwise, I get migraines. That's how loud it gets with how sensory-filled of an environment that game was. And there's a lot of offense, a lot of uh, good things to take away from the game. And uh, to be honest, Nolan Patrick made a play last night that I was really pumped for him to make because that guy has spent a lot of time on the IR this season, Dasco, and he needs a good kick in the pants and also a hug at the same time. And that's why we wear breezers in hockey, which are hockey pants. We just call them breezers in Minnesota. So you can get both at the same time. You can feel supported and protected while also getting that punch. And what he does as a zone entry specialist, he provided a punch that allowed Brett Howden to score against his former team because it's not just people returning here. There's other there's other storylines that are always going on. And what a what a boost for Howden to have. He's not in an every night lineup capacity. Nobody truly is on this team, but that goal that he collects in a in like a basketball weave because Patrick left it for him. Nolan collected that puck at the at the red line at the center red line. Goes, takes it into the offensive zone. Now, a lot of our Golden Knights people, Ryan Carlson, love to go directly to the boards the second they get over the blue line and they like to slow up the play. Or that It's kind of like that drop pass we always see in the neutral zone around the power play. I hate it! That's why he's on the third line. I hate it. But Nolan recognized he started to go a little bit left, but he saw how big of a gap that the Rangers defenseman had given him. So he's like, oh, damn, I'm going to slide into the right DM. And he slides over to a lane, and he starts to drag that D, drag that pressure. And once again, he leaves that puck for Howden. A little bit of a mini drop pass who takes it back to the left and scores on a wrist shot on Alexander Gorgiev, Georgiev, whatever you want to make fun of me for it, ask. <laughs> I didn't he did not have It's his only best Georgiev. Game. Uh, last night, anytime you give up a goal to the five hole like that, it's not going to be a fun time. But that actually wa- wasn't the backbreaker goal. The backbreaker goal was uh, was the third one, was the Yanmark goal. And uh, Yanmark comes down that right side and just beats him a short side uh, glove. He was fishing. He left his post early, straight up. He just got uh, he got sh- shaken out of his position. And uh, and Yanmark finishes. He's he's been on absolute fire as of late. He's scoring goals left and right, but Robin Leonard himself gave up a short side uh, goal just 10 seconds, or not 10 seconds, just a minute into that second period, so at least both goalies had uh, a couple of goals they'd like to have back last night, but what did you think of the of the overall effort from the Golden Knights last night, Dasco? Okay, so I watched the television feed, and by the way, you don't take your decibel reader to, to the arena with you? No, uh, I'm reading so, other things. So I was I was watching the game last night. At the end of the game, they were like, oh, this is like the best win of the year. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not feeling it. And, uh, it is they said and it's, it's not. A, that's exactly how that's like it exactly is because you didn't, you didn't shrink in the moment. Right. But not enough where you feel proud 
as much of the greatest goals you've ever scored with the greatest saves you've ever made. Like, it wasn't the most complete effort, but it was an effort that was needed in a very emotional moment. And you poured it on technically by scoreboard terms. Yeah, well, they sped it up. They sped up the game. Exactly. After the first period, they, they came out. They looked so much different, right? Yep. They just were Turnovers on down. the wall. That's oh what killed gosh. New York last night in the offensive zone. And so that's where, you know, keep them to the outside, right? Sooner or later, <laughs> they'll start choosing the first, it themselves. And like we were saying the with Patrick, period. to get to the middle. But right. that it's it's wild to just how how psychologically you can play your opponent into uh, a completely different game without touching them. I mean, it. You have to really, you have to play a hard-nosed game. But technically, you could box people in. Just take away their confidence. Take away their plan A. Hit them a couple times when they don't expect it. I mean, that article I was referencing earlier about uh, about just goaltending and, and all of the little intricacies, and one of the lines was saying, well, we warm goalies up differently here. We do long-range wrist shots from, like, the, the points, and then we progressively work our way in in but they Europe do it, they because, do it soft, because it's though, calm right? because it's calm because we want to see the we want the goalies to see the puck as big we want them to be calm soft. as they do, as they make those initial saves that they they ease their way into the practice into the game what have you well mostly in more north american everywhere else pretzels one-timers let's go ting ting let's go shoot at those posts let's go bar down right away you think that would agitate a couple netminders here or there if that's the first thing you walk onto when you get on the ice Okay, so what kind of a goaltender mm-hmm. is Robin Leonard? Now, is he a guy that does not like the puck to go into net in practice? Well, none of us want the puck to go into the net ever, but it happens. Are you talking about after the goal is scored? Because there are sometimes goalies that will not have any pucks collected in their net at any time. Like, if the puck goes into practice, it has to go out. It cannot be in there. Give me it all. Um, Give me the lowdown He on, doesn't on strike me as as that guy. But Gurgiev absolutely had, had a goaltending tick last night oh, that yeah. I noticed yeah um, because we all have our like little things that we do to adjust or if you watch when goalies are just about to gap out if the rush play is coming to them um, you have just a couple of things that help you centralize you in your crease I always went like left post right post left pad right pad left glove right glove out start of the period but if I was going out for a rush it would just be left post right post out Gorgiev as the game progressively went on and as his play got worse I notice he's a guy that uses his hands to reset himself a lot because, like I said earlier, goaltending is chaos. You have to find things to soothe yourself, to, to feel grounded, to feel in the moment, to stay in the moment because that's all you can be. You can't be looking ahead and you can't be looking behind. But every time he would gap out or, or set his edges right before that, you, could, you watch his hands. You can even see it on the goal, on the goal highlights. <laughs> Claps his hands together, just kind of resets. And – psychologically, like I said, as the game progressed, he started doing it more and more frequently. And and maybe it's because they're spending more time in the zone. Maybe it's because they're, he's he's just doing it on his own subconsciously. Regardless, when you have those little things, that adds time. Like, you don't even know it. And that's that's what's so hard about those particular habits because a split second is everything for a netminder. A split second is everything. That's a difference not just between a goal and no goal, but that could be a difference between you have a career in this field and you got to go sell dental insurance. And no offense to dental insurance people. I mean, what a what a gig, gig to have. But you have to eliminate as, as much as humanly possible because if you have to make – more than one move to make one save, you're already too late. And I was talking to to Molly yesterday, who we had on the show, um, Molly Walker from uh, the New York Post, and I was asking her about 
Gorgiev because he's just such a contortionist. He was a lot like uh, Logan Thompson the other night, but almost even more extreme. The way he was wrapping himself around the post and his back leg, it was just like, how, how could you not be anything but agitated in this state of mind? But when you give up a couple stinkers, like one to the short side where you cheat out on, and you're just for the first time this season starting to get your legs under you after you've had a couple of, of tougher seasons where all of a sudden you were neck and neck with Igor Shosturkin and all of a sudden he's like light years ahead of you. Like the the everyday existence that is the backup netminder and specifically Gurgiev can't be easy because he's trying to put on an audition tape too. He wants to play well. He wants to play well for his team, but he also wants to play well for the place that he wants to start because Shesterkin, as Molly told us yesterday on the show and in the press box when I was chatting with her last night, there ain't no doubt about who's the starting goalie. At least there wasn't until the puck dropped last night. And then we we thought Shesterkin was going to be in, but then he wasn't. But regardless, it it was just an interesting game from Gurgiev. And for the Golden Knights to take advantage of that, it was almost – Penance for what they weren't able to do the other night against Connor Hellenbuck with the with the Winnipeg Jets because I didn't think he played I think he played very poorly here he's oversliding so out of position a lot I was shocked that the Gold Knights didn't get more by him just because I'm like we had Stoner out there we had some talent out there but they weren't beating him nearly as much and last night we beat the bad goaltender when he had his moments his weak moments I just I thought that it took a lot of air out of the tires of the Rangers when mm-hmm. they find out it had to be what within an hour and a half or so that uh, Shesterkin had tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. And then you put in the backup goalie. That's not fair. But then it's also, you know, you're talking about clapping drives me nuts in football quarterbacks. Right. But and that then, could be a clap count. Though. It is. It's for the cadence. Right. Yes. But then they'll clap and then they'll all I'm stop. thinking more Drew Brees licking his looking, hands. That's a tendency that we're looking at. Like, looking he to always the licked his hands right before he hiked the ball. Right. But they, they clap. They look to the sideline. They break up everything, all of their mm-hmm. momentum, everything. And then they go back and they go back to the cadence or a pitcher. Who has a hitch? Mm-hmm. Who has a little bit of a hitch? Right. That when you know how to exactly. steal a base. This is exactly what I'm talking about. A hitch. And cadences can have hitches, but usually the hitches are only affected on the individual because typically you want you don't want to impact anybody else's stuff right you don't want to have a a pregame routine or something that you do that would disrupt somebody else unwillingly right does that make sense yeah Yeah. with Georgiev okay so he claps it it sets him off a little bit off balance where do you hit the puck set him off balance he just gaps out and he he just touches his hands together and then he sets his hands down to set in his position that's it it's just all it is is him going out step up stop I do my hands, and now I'm ready to make the save. And it's just, he goes out and back, out and back, out and back, over. And just, it adds up more frequently. And so regardless if it's adding up milliseconds, which it is, if I'm noticing it, somebody else on the bench is too. And sure. it's not the only tell that's uh, uh, saying to the opposition, hey, we're, we're, this goalie's a little bit in a, in a tailspin. But sometimes it's, it's both the, the head and the tail. The problem because of the clapping hands, it keeps getting worse, but it's also something that's supposed to be helping you to kind of soothe and settle and and it works against you. But uh, the Golden Knights will absolutely have to bring a a very solid effort tomorrow night against the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks are not the team the Rangers are. We are not going to mince words with that. The Rangers are at the top of their division. The Blackhawks are second to last and they dropped their most recent game to the Arizona Coyotes, who are the only team that are below them in the standings in the central. But we know about the emotional baggage that will be uh, present tomorrow night's game. We talked at length about it in our first hour of the program. If you missed that, 
You can go to the Odyssey app that can be downloaded from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. I know you haven't downloaded it already, but some of us have to clean out space to make sure we can save all the photos from the weekend that is about to be. Uh, so download it, catch up on that specific part of our conversation, and hopefully get some notes tomorrow because they're they're going to have to shell Flurry, and we know that all he needs is a couple of good saves to vibe, and we that building will absolutely get behind him if he starts showing that exact colors. And Chicago has stunk of late mm-hmm. on the power play. Yes. Uh, defending it, uh, penalty kill. And so I think that's a good opportunity for the Golden Knights to score. And are they going to do a uh, Michael Hackeranian like tribute video too? Unsure. Guy... Unsure. Well, that's, the, that's Flower the will get. I, I, <laughs> the I would be surprised if for. they give Flower his projectable flowers that they would do in the starting lineups. They might even announce the starting lineup for an opposition for the first time Ooh. around night for Team Arena. I really? don't know. No, but no. if there's somebody to do it for, it's probably him. But regardless, super pumped to have Flower back in the building and for the Golden Knights to be back on their winning ways. Blackhawks tomorrow night, 7 p.m. One more segment for the Playmakers for the week, and we are going to talk about those damn bobbleheads. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. The regular season concludes with a primetime showdown in the NFC East as the Dallas Cowboys travel to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Hi, this is Jerry Recco. Join Kevin Ray, Danny White, myself for all the action. Can the Cowboys find their offensive rhythm heading into the postseason? Or will the Eagles better their seating and deal another loss to their longtime foes? If it's the NFL, it's right here. Only on 1140 The Bet. Las Vegas. You found the Playmakers, only on 1140 The Bet, Las Vegas. Technically, we have created everything. This is an obvious thing to say, Dasko. Like, the mouse was not a thing before humanity was a thing, right? There's just certain things we've made that just sometimes puzzle me. How do we come up with this? How do we get this specific product? And sometimes they're a great thing, and... Bobbleheads absolutely fit that category. But in just in terms of how we arrive to the modern-day bobblehead, which is a staple of almost every single sports fan's memorabilia collection, at least one, right? Because at some point in a season or a baseball game, a hockey game, I mean, I got a Mark Stone bobblehead myself in, the, in, the, in my office over here. You're given one. And then you just kind of start collecting as many as you possibly can. And some people do that to a different degree than others. But I doubt when bobbleheads were first believed to be referenced in 1842 in the short story, The Overcoat by Nikolai Gogol, among other uh, influences from, from Germany, from Japan, from China. They all made differing types of string dolls that all trace down the lineage to what we have today, which are modern bobbleheads. It is National Bobblehead Day. Happiest of days. What's your favorite bobblehead you got? I don't. You don't have any? No. The Why didn't you tell thing? me this before the show? No, no, no. Just go on, proceed. Yeah. No, like I, I every time I've received a bobblehead. Yeah. Who do you I, give it to? I gift it to people that I think might might want it. Like, sure. I was at the uh, UNLV Sports Information Office a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, I gave you that Oscar Goodman bobblehead. I don't know why I had an Oscar Goodman bobblehead. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he gave it to Mark Wallington at UNLV. But I got a California Angel bobblehead. One of my friends sent me, and I gave it to one of my friends who's an Angels fan. Hmm. Like, I've never 
I don't know. I never got attached so you, to them. you give them the gifts like to be nice because I've had people give me bobbleheads of people that I don't like or teams that I don't oh, like. Oh, no, no, no. It's not like that. It's kind of like, like a joke. Yeah. No, I, I do it because I think that they would appreciate it. Right. And not all bobbleheads are, are sport specific. I mean, those those Beatles bobblehead dolls that you basically just scour eBay for, that's a, a whole thing. I mean, it's the same type of... Uh, I mean, I'm looking at some Valas, and I don't know how recent this is, but they're at least a couple grand. And then it's different. Like, you have an individual John Lennon, and then you have uh, yeah, the group. It's it, Everything's worth differing things and different collection points. But this John Lennon one is $2,500. But I think I saw a couple of those. I think it was a full set Beatles one that was at least, like, thirty grand or something like that. Ultimately, like like I said, a chair is a chair because we all agree it's a chair. Or we made this mouse up and we call it a mouse, even though we know that mice are also animals. It's it's all a little bit confusing sometimes. Why we name things, why we create things, and how they become so valuable. Like why a Wolfman bobblehead from a sci-fi film in 1941. I guess that's why it's ultra rare because it's a film from 1941. Like why would you make this? Who would want this back then? Werewolf bobblehead. Do you have a bobblehead of yourself? No, I don't. I know a lot of people do. No, I, I know didn't even that know that was an that. option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I was going to do it like I mean, I as an incentive, like a fun thing done. for bartenders and mm. cocktail services as an incentive type of a deal. Mm. And it took like, I looked into it and the company took like, I don't know, a couple of months, I think, to make them. That's so cool. I would really like a bobblehead made out of like my Made likeness. out of you? Hopefully it wouldn't <laughs> be. It made out of me. Would it? Hopefully, it wouldn't be like the David Beckham statue that James Corden pranked him with. You remember that? And, or was it a Tom Brady painting of him in court during the Deflate Gate proceedings, oh where the artist just absolutely butchered the? I mean, it's a court art, so it's like whatever. It, they're great, but didn't really capture his facial essence as as closely as I think a lot of people would have liked. And then James Corden pulled a prank on Dave on David Beckham and they sort of like this hideous statue and I'd be like, Yeah, this is your statue. He's like, No, it doesn't it looks nothing. Like I'm just how weird that would be. Bobblehead though, slightly less overhead, right? So uh, Golden Knights, they've done some in yeah. the past. Is yeah. there a flurry one out there floating oh, for around? Sure, there's a flurry one, but la- or maybe it was the first season, I don't know, time is a social construct. Like they give out Mark Stone ones they give out a Marcia So one. They give out a Carlson one. I'm sure they've made them of everyone. I'm sure they have commemorative ones from the inaugural season because ultimately – They didn't do many. I, I don't think they did very many, well, even it, in the inaugural depends, season. Depends, too, because if you make a bunch of them, then how rare are, truly are they? Um, I guess it, that that's really what we're looking for, and I'm like trying to scroll down to this equivalent of the slideshow um, website that just takes you through so many ads – just okay. to get to their content, to get to the number one valued uh, bobblehead. bobblehead. Okay, Aces should do one for Becky Hammond. Yep. And the Raiders should do one for John Madden. And I know, like, you, you can't plan around someone's death or whatever, but no. wouldn't that be a cool, like, That'd keepsake? be a cool way to, to commemorate him for sure. Because, like I said, when you have the bobbleheads, too, a lot of them are more fragile. First of all, the bobbleheads on a spring, and usually they're made out of, you know, stuff that's going to break. And so you put them up on a shelf, you put them up on something else, and... You don't touch them or play with them usually. Unless I never went, I've done that. Yeah. I've done a couple of battle bots, bobbleheads, where you just kind of literally head bang together and somebody's been decapitated. But. You've been in Big Dan's office, right? Uh, only like one time. Well, two times. One for good t- good vibes and one for not so one good vibes. For, uh, for the principal's office Yes. Visit? One I, w- I didn't notice bobbleheads on either trip. What's it, in there? His whole window straight across. There's like 35 right. to 40 Dodgers bobbleheads. Are you kidding? It's all the Dodger ones. In the window? Yes. 
I know where all the bobbleheads for our contract oh for the Dodgers God. went in his office. How do I miss that stuff? It's like some sometimes I like, walk up to my front door and my grandma's like, did you notice the mulch? I'm like, no. I'm like, why would some I be Some people are like, mulch? I know where the bodies are hidden. And Mark is like, I know where the bobbleheads are. I know where the bobbleheads are. Dad's office. Apparently dad's hidden office. in plain sight. Interesting. It'd be a much different strategy if you're trying to hide bodies. At Yankee. (laughs) Well, this is where it gets gets a little dark in this segment. I guess that's your strategy. You're the only one that has to live with it. (laughs) Like uh, Yankees, you know, uh, when they had bobblehead day, I wouldn't go. I'd go to bat day. I'd go to baseball day. They had like baseball midday. Which was just like, that was a Back farce. in my day, we didn't have toys like this. We just hit sticks together. That's all we did. So that's what I want to do. How many do you have in your collection? Oh, I less than 20, but I, I but have. But you have a collection. Well, that's yeah, cool. I do. I have like a Patrick Waugh bobblehead. I, I got that for Christmas one year, and I remember that's being cool. very excited about that because I was a huge fan of his. I think I have one of my um, my friend and uh, coach slash everything. She's been on the show. Winnie Brote Brown, she's the captain of the Whitecaps. I have a bobblehead of her, I think. Uh, maybe to go for it. Maybe it's a go. It's nothing worse than ones that don't look like the person. Marion Gabbert. Well, that's what I was talking about with the David Beckham and stuff. Yeah. You, the Mark Stone one, I got, it doesn't look a lot like him. And granted, this is before he went like expressive Mark Stone and really went to uh, town with the facial hair thing, which is really just letting it go. And so it's, it's a very interesting looking person who apparently is Mark Stone in that bobblehead. But he has the number, the hockey number, the jersey, the right-handedness. Uh, the tape job isn't, you know, 100% it's like the reflective. Bust, but the, like the, the Hall of Fame bust sometimes, you're like, looks nothing yes, like Yes, 100%. Nothing and that's what I mean, like Desco. You spend a ton of money on those, and you're like, and it turned out like that? Yeah. And that's supposed to be what picture you, did you for get? forever. But I feel like now we send you the pictures of the bust. You have to approve the bust. We do a couple busts. So we'll probably send one home for, with you and just in case one of them ends up being super ugly or super not looking like you at all. I would like a bobblehead. That would be fun. I'm going to put that in the universe. Whoever loves me the most can buy, make me a bobblehead out of me. We'll figure out who it is. Dasko, and you what was the like, most expensive one? You seem like one. you are absolutely off to the races. To figure out who it is. Or to figure out how to make it. What? Who's the number one bobblehead? Oh, that's right. It's a Yankees bobblehead. It's from like, it's Hello. worth 60K. Come on. 1961 New York Yankees bobblehead. Roger it's not a Maris? player. It's just, it's just like a kid. It's like a generic kid bobblehead. Just a random kid with a Yankees hat on. Just so weird. What a random toy to be obsessed with. But thankfully we are more sports, more bobbleheads, more conversation on the way next week as we do each and every week, 3 to 5 p.m., weekdays. Thank you to Mark. Thank you to Tony. Thank you to the listeners. We appreciate you. Use your blinkers. Be well. Stay safe. Sports and other things. Bye. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.